Welcome to QWERTY Writing Life Podcast, where we have candid chats about our creative lives. This is May. And I'm Joy. For more information about our podcast, monthly newsletter, or author resource series, visit us at QWERTYWritingLife.com. That's QWERTY, spelled Q-W-E-R-T-Y. It's the first six letters on your keyboard. So, are you ready? Grab your tea. Or your coffee. And let's chat. Hello, everyone. It's another week. Hello and welcome. Today, we're going to talk about using prompts to jumpstart our creativity. But first, let's talk about our creative weeks. So, Joy, what did you do? Yeah, so this past week, I have been doing a lot of reading for research purposes for my, what I'm calling my quiet cowboy novel for now. (laughs) And so it's just been a lot of fun. I really do love research and I feel like there's a lot of creativity to that um, that comes into play with choosing how even to research. So um, I can't remember, it was in one of my newsletters this past week, I shared about getting books from the juvenile section, um, like nonfiction books about a topic because they're short right? Mm -hmm. And they're very to the point. And it gives a great launching point for figuring out what questions you need to answer for deeper research for things. So Mm -hmm. that was some of my reading, but I've also been reading both fiction and nonfiction about some of the characters in my novel. And it's just been super fascinating. And I love getting the picture from both the fiction and nonfiction angles, you know, just seeing all of the research that's gone into the fiction books by those authors, um, as well as their take on making it their own. Um, anyway, it's just been fascinating and I love it and I'm excited. That's so wonderful. And what a great tip on, on getting some books that maybe it might be a little bit more scaled down. It's not though. It's even probably a little bit better than Wikipedia because it's all information that has been vouched and, and researched and, and already proven, you know, to be, you know, kind of correct. In exactly. And what, where Wikipedia is great because you can also like click down on the resources area mm-hmm. at the bottom. Like this is just a really quick way to even find out what you want to research. So as you're getting like the big picture of your topic, then you can kind of niche down into what you want into your story. I love it. What a great idea. Yay. (laughs) It's so much fun too. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And to be a kid again. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) So tell us about your week. Gotcha. Well, we are working on preparing for the Christmas season. So one thing that my husband wanted my youngest son to do, which of course involves me, which is so fun. I actually really enjoy doing these kind of things with the kiddos. But um, he, my my youngest son, had learned how to uh, knit on a loom last year because they got a loom for Christmas, and so he wanted a hat made by my my kiddo. So that's what we're doing. We're kind of relearning because it has been a while since we have um, since we've done this on the loom. So we're relearning that. We've picked out the yarn and everything. And so we started um, working on his hat this week. So there's that. The other one is going to be a little bit harder because he wants Clay to write him a song. And Clay's very, um, he's, I think he's a little nervous to try. So, 
but he wants to. He's told me that he's wanted to before. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to find a way to kind of ease him into into trying, maybe. Yeah. But but we'll see. Okay. I don't I don't know if it's an instrumental song on the piano or if it's going to have to have words with it. I guess it'll be whatever Clay wants it to be because Brent didn't specify. But what I love about it is that Brent wants things that they've made and that they've done and that they're working on and learning and doing and have passion for. So, you know, those are the kind of Christmas gifts that last forever. Because who can remember whenever they got, you know, something that wasn't personal? Mm. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. So... Oh, that's precious, and I love that. I love both that he's asked for that and that the boys Mm -hmm. are excited about doing it, and then it's something that you get to help them with Mm -hmm. um, because you're making memories. So that's kind of a gift for all of you in that way. And then the gift itself that will be for him that, like you said, is lasting. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. beautiful. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, So we'll be working on that, too, in the upcoming weeks. So you might hear that. Again, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll yeah. see how long it takes us. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. I can't wait to hear more about it and to see what they come up with. Yeah. If um, Well, I mean, we'll, we'll get done with it and everything. But if I can remember, then I'll show you guys on the YouTubes. <laughs> <laughs> what comes out, for, at least for the hat. I don't know how Clay will feel about me sharing the song with the world, but we will. We'll see how it goes. And I'll ask yeah. for sure. What a sweet thing. What a sweet thing. <laughs> That's precious. Right. Well, and speaking about the holidays and trying to getting into the season of Christmas and New Year and all the other holidays that people are, are celebrating around this time, we, uh, we wanted to talk a bit about like if you had a little time to play or if you are super busy and only have a little snippet, you know. Of, of time and you don't quite know what to do with it so that's kind of what we're going to talk about today um creatively we're thinking about ways to jumpstart um your mind and your inspiration and your your muse in the most time effective way for the upcoming months so joy and i think that prompts are a great way to do that <laughs> So we have five different types of prompts that um, that can inspire creatives, as well as examples of how we've used them in our creative lives, so that you can have some sort of tangible, practical example to go along with that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we hope that you will have fun with this like we have had fun with it as far as coming mm-hmm. up with them and thinking through how they've helped us over the years. Um, the examples that we give, of course, are going to be mostly related to writing, um, but I do feel like you can adapt these however you mm-hmm. need to creatively. So the first type of prompt are writing prompts. Okay, so this is a written out thing that is a prompt of a way for you to get started. And, and they come in many different forms. It could be a whole scenario type thing. It could be just one simple word. Some of the most interesting things have been really kind of random words from the dictionary that have sparked story ideas. Um, So yeah, prompts like that is what we're talking about first. Absolutely. And what's the interesting thing about um, the written prompt for, well, any prompt can I, it's probably going to expand to every prompt, but that everybody has different um, backgrounds and experiences and um, 
beliefs and misbeliefs that are coming into their writing and whatever the art it is that they're producing. And so you can use the same exact prompt with 10 different people and get 10 different stories or 10 different paintings or 10 different recipes or 10 different songs. Like it's, it's a lot of, of magic that comes along with all of this as well. Yeah. So Joy, you've done a, a one word like prompt repeatedly, right? Yeah, so uh, Rachel Ritchie, who is a good friend of ours, uh, she's the one who has designed all of my book covers, our Finders Keepers book cover, um, and she is also a fantastic author and a good friend, um, but she has something called Blog Battle, and I know, I think a couple of other authors have kind of taken over the running of that in the past year or two, but every month they post a word. And that is the prompt for the month. And so a bunch of battlers, (laughs) blog battlers from all over the world will participate and they'll come up with a story that has that word either as an inspiration for or hidden somewhere in their story. And they put it on their blog by a certain point during the month. And one, it's just so much fun to see everybody's take on it. I mean, you will literally have uh, people writing nonfiction, essay type things. You'll have people writing fiction. You'll have people writing fantasy sci-fi. You'll have people writing more realistic fiction. You'll have just so many different things. Uh, So it's super cool just to see that. And then I have actually used those prompts a number of times over the years to help me keep my toes dipped into my fairy world. (laughs) So you guys... If you followed us for a while, you know that I really have this fantasy series idea that I love and I like to play around with, and I thought that I would be diving into at this point, but I'm not quite there yet. Other projects keep popping up, but using something like Blog Battle with the monthly prompts or other prompts like that has given me an opportunity to just keep my fingers in the world to think through some of the different characters or how the world would be. Um, and just kind of to continue that world building process that I've been doing for, Oh goodness. How many years now? Like six years now. I don't even remember. Um, but this is just a a more intentional way to keep that world building going and to keep that world alive in my heart and my mind. Right. And when you have such an epic story, like, and truly, like, Joy's very idea is not a one book and done kind of situation. It's an entire world. It's an entire culture and language and all of these things. It's very Tolkien-esque, I guess you could say. Um, So it's going to take time. Don't be, (laughs) I don't want you to be like, oh, I'm not going to work on it yet uh, and feel like guilt about it because I really do think that that percolation time and that thinking and the prompting and just keeping it in the forefront of your mind and the little ways that you are doing is probably going to produce like this beautiful, beautiful thing whenever it's ready and ripe and and ready for harvest. So I'm excited. (laughs) I know. I am too. And I, I agree with you. I really do. I've, I've thought the same thing. So it's nice to hear someone else say that as well. Right. Well, and it's not just me. I have heard other authors who have had these big, you know, 
um, grand series um, that have come into the world and have said the same thing. I've had this idea since I was 19 and they're 40 now, you know, like there's, there's things that just need a little bit more time. Mm -hmm. And um, especially if they are, um, if they're new to you in a way that you care for it and that you have a super, super strong connection with it. And you just want it to be, you want to have all of those details so you can write it really, really well. Um, Also, I think it depends on the intricacy of your storyline too. So Mm -hmm. how, how big is your plot? How many threads are there? How, um, how many twists and turns and, and, and things. And sometimes you don't know that if you're a discovery writer, particularly, you don't know that off offhand, but there are going to be some things that you have to know at the very beginning in order to kind of have an idea of where your series is going to go. Um, so, and we want to make sure that if, if it's such a big grand story, we want to make sure that those things are big and grand too. So, yeah. And that takes time. It does. It does. Yeah. And I know like there are some other authors who have used blog battle to kind of play Mm -hmm. with their worlds. So that's another fun thing. Like if it's something that you start to follow and you start to read these stories, Mm -hmm. you can start to follow their, the author's journeys with those different stories, which is cool as well. That is super cool. And I wonder if you read the story, like the actual, like whenever the book is published or whatnot, Mm -hmm. and if you go back and read some of the blog battles, you can see what is. Um, the, the results of the blog battles, you can see yeah. where things stayed the same and where they veered and like how the thought process and, uh, worked for the author, which would be super neat, I think. Yeah, definitely. And we'll link to this in the show notes. Um, I'll also mm-hmm. put a link down there for my Tales of the Fairy Shepherd stories. Mm, Most yeah. of those are ones that came from from the blog battle prompts. Right. So, But you can find prompts in so many other places. That's true. And true. And just to, to back up just for a, a mm-hmm. half a second to, to, to the links of your tales of the Terry, of Fairy Shepherd, I loved uh, about your short stories. I love that some of them were, were quite long and then some of them were just maybe a paragraph or two yeah. uh, whenever you were using the, the blog battle. If I remember correctly, cause it's been a moment since I've looked at them, but I loved how you allowed yourself to vary from a, a very standard short story structure mm-hmm. and let yourself play. And that's the whole, that's the purpose of it, right? Yeah. Like of what we're talking about today is to allow ourselves to do something out of the ordinary and, and, uh, and fun. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> a little fun. Adults need fun too, right? <laughs> exactly. I agree. <laughs> oh, and I love how you said, you know, allow yourself to play or, and try something new and things like that, because that really is something that the prompts can help you with. If you just let yourself play you never know what might come out. If you always write third person, you may end up writing in first person and decide, hey, I kind of like this. I mean, that's kind of everything that I've tried has typically started in a short story format, often Mm -hmm. from a prompt. I I feel safe in saying that. So that's kind of interesting to think about. So, you know, just trying Mm -hmm. like different ways of writing, different, um, different points of view, different styles different all those things you know so and super low risk if you wanted to try something new like a new genre or something like Mm -hmm. that like super low risk you don't have to spend a ton of time on it you can see if you enjoy writing it first and then you can see you know like how how well you did 
And if you didn't do very well, it's okay, guys, because <laughs> that's where we start, right? We always right. have to start from the beginning. And then you know kind of how you want to try or what you want to focus on in order to make it better the next time if you enjoyed writing it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That yeah. is true. And even I think at least one of my blog battle in particular prompts ended up being a poem. Oh, cool. which is not what I typically do. So mm -hmm. that was fun in itself, you know. Yeah. So who knows what's going to come out. But you can find prompts all sorts of places. There are tons mm -hmm. of books um, that you can get that are just chock yeah. full of prompts. Um, you can get, you can subscribe to different newsletters that are all about mm -hmm. prompts. That's what they're there for. Um, of course, online, there's tons of resources. Right. Right. Absolutely. And one of the ones that I'd saw, I'd seen recently was, uh, I think it was from Reedy mm -hmm. and they had genre prompts. So they had different genres oh, and cool. then they had prompts that went for each one of them. And then I even think you could submit it for a potential prize. If I recall. Oh yeah. I think I so, saw that. Just in, and I, this is just, just kind of came up in my mind because I'm looking at your face and I know you like to journal. You could even use the prompts to, to find something to journal and try to ex excavate inside of yourself as you are coming toward the new year and you're looking at your goals and you're looking at what you what you value and that mm -hmm. sort of thing uh, and even the things that you need to heal from I mean yeah. I know that some of them are kind of fantasy maybe oriented or something like that but stepping outside of yourself for just a moment and evaluating your life uh, from that perspective might be kind of cool to see what happens from there yeah um, and how you can uh, understand yourself a little bit better with that introspection yeah. Well, I love that you said that because I was going to mention kind of toward the end, but I'm going to just mention it now because it fits perfectly. <laughs> so I have done, I know, right? So That's I've done a number. <laughs> no, no, you did it perfectly. This is great. <clears throat> so I've done a number of workshops for um, adults and teens where I've given them a lot of writing prompts. And some of them have been the scenario type. Some of them have been um, story starters. Some of them have been the one random word things. Um, but I have also done journal prompts and with the purpose of introspection. And you can find those online as well. And I think that is fantastic, especially since so many of our episodes, we talk a lot about being introspective. Um, that really is a great way to start. And you can just, when you type in, instead of just typing in um, prompts or whatever, word prompts or, right. or things like that, type in journal prompts and you're going to come up with a whole bunch of ideas. Yeah, absolutely. And as our art has a journey, we have a journey too. And you might be surprised to see how those two things coexist yeah. as well. So if, as you look back on your portfolio of, of your art, you can see that journey. It's like a tangible uh, symbol of all of the things that you've been through. And it's quite beautiful yeah. um, too. So it is. Yay. That was yeah. perfect. That was a perfect little um, thing to pop in there. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. the second type of prompt that we came up with was pictures. Mm -hmm. So have you guys ever used a picture as a prompt where I'm well I, I think mm -hmm. I can speak for me too I'm very curious to know if you guys have done this and I really mm -hmm. would love to hear about it so please if you're listening and you have used pictures that have prompted mm -hmm. you in some sort of creative way we want to know about it 
Yes, absolutely. It's super fun. And I did this with my, okay, so I used to be an instructor at a college. And so I did it just on like a freelance basis. So I taught like remedial English, English 101, English 102, and introduction to mythology. And in some of my classes, I used picture prompts in order to kind of get our minds started and ready for the for the lecture and for the day. And so it was the Nat- National Geographic uh, picture of the day was always a good place to start for me. And I would pick kind of the most interesting one, the one that kind of made my brain tingle. You know, have you felt that way before? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's, it maybe we didn't go all the way. It wasn't like a a big explosion or anything like that, but it was just like my curiosity kind of perked up. My back got a little straighter and my brain started tingling. So I would pick one of those and, uh, and have the students write on it for about 10 minutes or so in the beginning of the class while I was, you know, seeing who all was here and, you know, kind of maybe calling one student up at a time or something like that in order to, to, um, to talk to them about like a missing assignment or something like that. Um, so it was not only a good time for me to be able to, to, to do some of that maintenance work with the students. It was a very small college. And so our classroom sizes were about 30 students or less. So I was able to do that. And, uh, and it was a really good experience for me to get to know the students too, a little bit one-on-one. Sometimes I would call people up there and they didn't have anything wrong. And I just wanted to tell them something nice. And so that works out too. <laughs> if you're in that <laughs> So everybody's not like, you're only the bad people are getting called up to the front, you know, <laughs> but that's for another story. But this is the this, the thing that I loved about it is that occasionally we would take some of those prompts or those journal entries at the beginning and uh, we would turn it into something. So they would have had time to have written a significant number of prompts based off of the pictures or whatever the prompt was for that day. And they could choose one to expand and elaborate on and that sort of thing. So, uh, so that's how I used it on a professional level. And, uh, there have been multiple times when I've seen something that, um, that's either added to a story idea that I have been percolating or, um, or has created an entirely new, uh, interest, you know, interest in my mind. So mm-hmm. on my Instagram page, I do have a um, book fodder, um, it's, it's like when you put the things in your story and you can save it to a, is it highlights? I can't remember. Oh, um, you know what I'm talking oh, about? Yes, I know, what, yes <laughs> I know what you're talking about. What are those called? Oh, for heaven's sakes. Well, yes, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, so I have a book fodder one where I kind of save the ones that are super like, ooh, to me so I can go back to them eventually uh, as well. I do have a, a problem because I will also direct message um, like Instagram posts that, that also give me reason to think or something that I want to review later or has a, a book interest or, you know, a creativity interest for me as well. And so now I have like direct messages <laughs> from myself and there's lots of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Yes. It's like a rabbit hole, you know, you just kind of keep going. Um, and one day I will be able to really do a deep dive in my direct message system. <laughs> <laughs> Not today, um. friends. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's um, it's that. It's it's just being able to kind of uh, perk up your your creativity in a different way. And I'm a very visual learner, a very visual person too. So the pictures really work for me. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's how I wrote Dream Debris, one of my short Mm -hmm. stories that is nowhere to be found because it's still, I actually am hoping to go back to it and expand it to beyond a short story. That's kind of the the ultimate Mm -hmm. goal with it. But it was all from a picture. And I'm pretty sure if I'm remembering correctly, I was scrolling through Pinterest and saw this picture. But Mm -hmm. it was, you know, there's a lighthouse. Well, I don't remember if there was actually a lighthouse in the picture. I ended up inserting a lighthouse. But she is standing on this cliff overlooking water. And you just see the back of this girl. And I just started thinking, what is her story? And that's how that came to be. But yeah, I mean, pictures are so powerful. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's also a group of authors, they don't do it anymore. It's kind of retired, but there were a group of authors that had a blog whenever blogs were super um, popular back in the day. And they used it as a, as a personal tool for them to be able to grow their writing craft. But also it was a lot of fun for the people who enjoyed those authors already to be able to read different pieces and parts before they were, you know, their next book came, come, uh, came out. And so, um, and you know, they were all three traditionally published. And so that could be a year or two, but you would kind of get little snippets of their writing and the things that you love about them on their, um, on their website and uh, they did a lot. If, I think everything actually was a picture prompt, if I recall correctly. So they would all three get the same picture prompt. And uh, and then w- once a week, they would write a short story. And some of them would be short and some of them would be long. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would, uh, you would get to see three different types of stories that could come out of just this one uh, picture. And the interesting thing, too, about those as well is that not everybody chose the main uh, the main focus of the picture. Sometimes there would be like a something in the background that somebody would pick and say, that's interesting to me. Or, you know, there might be, it might be the weather or the setting or whatever was happening inside of the picture. Um, yes, of course, there were some that were right there with at the, at the very forefront, but it also allows us to kind of look at the details of something and not maybe take exactly what we see at face value. Yeah. Oh, that's so neat. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, I love, this. see, this is actually inspiring me right now. Like I want to go and play. <laughs> of course, I don't have time after we get done with this, but oh, I want awesome. to go play. <laughs> well, I did think it would be kind of cool if we tried to do like a little something with the prompt and maybe come back next week or, or the next episode or something, but we'll have to see. We'll have to, we'll see what we can do. Yeah. <laughs> maybe just, something that we put on Instagram or something. So. That's true. That's true. We'll let you guys know. We'll yeah. let you guys we will. <laughs> yeah, go follow us on Instagram at QWERTY Writing Life, and uh, we'll let you know if we've got a prompt for you and maybe a picture and then maybe potentially a result of what we do as well. There Even we if it's just uh, a poem or a flash fiction or something like that. Yeah, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the third thing is that, honestly, this is, this is kind of a uh, diverse category, I guess you could call it, (laughs) but inspiration is literally all around us. So we were specifically, right before we started recording, we were specifically talking about nature, um, Mm -hmm. but it could just be like whatever happens in your daily life. Mm -hmm. Um, So I know you have something very specific. Well, you post a lot of really great pictures (laughs) on your Instagram, but I have something specific in mind and you know what it is. And I think you should share about that. Yes. Your Japanese magnolia. Oh yeah, I was like, "What am I? What is it? The thing?" I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my Japanese magnolia 
tree is like if I was a thing in nature, I would be a Japanese magnolia tree. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I love my Japanese magnolia tree, and I do take a lot of pictures of it every time that it blooms, and even sometimes when it's just green, because after the blooms die away, these beautiful lush green leaves come on. It's just like this big canopy of green, and it's it's so lovely. And, uh, but most of the time, the pictures that I post are of the actual blooms because all of the leaves die away and then these buds come and then they, the whole tree is like this beautiful light purple kind of lavender, um, but also like a pale, pale purple pink kind of color. And so a lot of the times you'll see pictures of the Japanese magnolia tree. It's just like this beautiful, like cloud of purple. Mm. And uh, it's super inspiring to me in a few different ways. First of all, um, I am, my, my heritage is Japanese, but I'm also very Southern. So I love that there is a Japanese magnolia tree in my front yard um, <laughs> and that it, it goes through seasons that, um, you know, there, yes, there are some beautiful seasons where we're, we're blooming and we're all out in the forefront of life. And then there are times where all of our things die away and we are just stick branches. <laughs> <laughs> while we're waiting for our green lush leaves to come in. Uh, so I love the seasonal aspect of the Japanese magnolia. I also love that there are um, pileated woodpeckers who have come to our yard and also in the area to, I think that they are actually endangered birds, but um, they have come and and made homes in the, in the area around us. And on the Japanese magnolia tree, um, there are these scars um, that look like kind of pearl chokers on on the the branches and the trees of the Japanese magnolia. And it's just like these little holes that just kind of circle it like bracelets or chokers or diamonds or pearls or something like that. And to me, that means something to the, like, you know, we are attacked. We are, we, we go through our struggles and that sort of thing. So sometimes our scars can be inspirational to other people mm -hmm. and we can see them as beautiful to ourselves. So there's a lot of like depth and stuff that goes into the Japanese Aww. magnolia symbolism for me. So, um, so the most recently, as far as art goes, um, and this might be a little bit indirect, I've used the pictures that I've taken over the past like four or five years that I've lived in this house of the Japanese magnolia and kind of picked out my favorite ones. And I gave them to a tattoo artist who's also like, she's an artist, like a, a true artist, you know, all Japanese, you know, tattoo artists are amazing and, and true artists too. So that's a, probably a bad way of saying that, but she creates <laughs> her own art. That's what, yeah. So she creates her own art um, outside of the tattoo arena. And so I gave her those pictures and she created um, um, a tattoo design based off of my art. So it's like my art in inspired her art and then she put her art on my body. So Aww, <laughs> that is so, so cool. She used my art as a prompt to create something new yeah. and different. So oh, that is beautiful. Yeah, so that's what I. That's why it means so much to me too to have a Japanese magnolia on my body to as a mm. reminder of all of those wonderful things that nature can teach us, and that we can learn from a glorious God. So oh, I love that, and I love too how you know even in talking about this one particular thing that mm -hmm. is in your yard, mm -hmm. um, you've been inspired in a multitude of ways, mm -hmm. both personally and you know in a in a life way but creatively in your art. Um, and you then have inspired others as a result of that. Um, I think too, sometimes the things that inspire us that just happen to be around us, they inspire not necessarily a particular thing, mm -hmm. 
but they inspire an emotion or a theme or a feeling or a something that then gets put into whatever it is you're working on. <clears throat> so I think, and this isn't like a great example, but just like if your desk happens to be next to a window and it's a bright, sunny day, that influences the way that you create in that day. The same as if it were a dark and stormy day or night outside your window, that kind of influences how you create. So I think too that this isn't just like, okay, I see a tree and I immediately come up with a fantasy story. It's right. not necessarily like that. Sometimes prompts in this way of looking at it are a little bit more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just a little bit more like ethereal. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. Well, I think that sometimes our brains and, and even our hearts are looking for something specific in order to carry our stories and our creations along. Mm -hmm. And um, and sometimes we find those things in the strangest places, but sometimes nature is always a good place to look because nature is wild and curious and beautiful, scary, and mm -hmm. all of the things, like all of the emotions you have in nature, mm -hmm. one way or the other, right? And whereas that Japanese magnolia tree to me is something that is, um, that stands for something, um, strong and, and good and, you know, resilient for somebody else. It could be something totally different. Um, I think about those trees that are on, that are close to the beach area, like on the coast and that have been, you know, not necessarily ravaged, but maybe so. But every time the, you know, every time that the wind blows hard or something, it brings that salt water onto the soil that they're growing in. And so they always have to struggle in order to survive at all. Mm. And then you have like the hard winds and the hurricanes and stuff that come along. And so they have morphed into mm. these kind of scary looking trees that are, are kind of reaching towards something, you know? Um, and, and I love them. I love them so much because in my mind, it's like, yes, those are scary. Their silhouettes are super scary. Like if you were, if you were alone at twilight on the beach and you saw that you would jump, you know, like it would be something like that. But then if you think about the reason why they are like, their, their backs are hunched and their arms are reaching out and their heads are down and, and that sort of thing. And it's because life has just been hard for them. And uh, if you think about that, you've got this monster that has a sweet soul and all of a sudden, sudden you have this beautiful story, you know? The survivor trees. Yeah. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. there's, um, there's one in particular that it's just a little bit of it left, mm -hmm. but there are so many of them along the coast that they are, right. they're, I don't know. They're bent over. They're all these things. Yeah. 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 And sometimes we look around our world and we see the, those, those you know, people that look like those trees and they're just mm -hmm. walking around with their heads down and their backs hunched and their arms outstretched, just trying to survive. And, you know, you mm -hmm. want to help them in some way and uh, that it is, it is um, something that can be inspiring. And it also can be something that moves you to, to, emotion yourself that could lead to an action that can lead to a conversation that can lead to um that can lead to change in that person mm -hmm. and it also in you which also leads to a change in your art mm -hmm. so yeah it's a chain reaction for sure mm -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely so, 
So the fourth <clears throat> um, kind of, I guess, prompt category would be fan fiction. And mm. this is something that I know there are a lot of authors who kind of, they got their start there. They loved right. something so much and they kind of wrote uh, stories based off of those stories. And then mm -hmm. they go on to find their own voice and their own words and their own stories. But that's how they got started. Yeah. Absolutely. And even if they didn't get like famous off of the fan fiction that they wrote, they learned their craft inside mm -hmm. of those worlds that were already established for them that they loved so much and that they, you know, they took those characters in those world and they built something out of it. So where they, um, they learned how to plot and they learned how to do character arcs in a different, you know, in a different way, like based off of the, where they ended in the stories that are connect, uh, canon. I was going to say, can, can, can I, <laughs> Canonical? Not like the canonical. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, they, so they grew something off of that, that, w that went in a way that um, catered to their interests, right? Mm, yeah. So, uh, and then they found out that, uh, that this worked or this didn't work. And then they tried something different. And the beautiful part of that to me is that they're not scared to fail. They're not scared to do something and be like, oh, that's not great. And then just to just start over and to just build, all, you know, scratch that and move on to something new or just build something off of that in order to make that mistake something great, too. Yeah. So um, you can use the inspiration or you can use the literature and the movies and the song stories and, the, you know, everything that that you love and have kind of obsessed over um, <laughs> in a way and, and fangirled over and use that in order to uh, to do little things inside of those worlds to, uh, as, as prompts to make something beautiful too, something that you may keep, something that you may take and turn into something completely different, mm -hmm. which we have seen that in the world in ways that um, the only ways that I can think of off the top of my head, and I know that this is not all, so <laughs> are, you know, based off the Twilight series and mm -hmm. uh, the results of those have not been super family friendly. And this is a family family podcast. So we'll just, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. But I've also heard of some Harry Potter, um, fan fiction too that has um that has come into light and turned into something different and there are traditionally published pieces that started out as twilight fan fiction and the story that those people created based off of those arch uh, archetypes um turned into something completely new for them and different so even though the foundation was somebody else's um story the result of it was something new and fresh and um, and publishable, which is kind of interesting to think about, too. And if we're honest with ourselves, if we're honest with ourselves, everything that we do never, you know, everything that we do starts off somewhere based upon somebody else's influence on our lives. So that is true. Yeah. In some ways, everything is a little bit of fan fiction just because, mm -hmm. you know, we are, as writers, we are very influenced by the writers that we've loved mm -hmm. and that we grew up with. So mm -hmm. it may not be that we write a story exactly like them or, or mm -hmm. even anywhere close, but in some way we have been inspired by them and the way that we write mm -hmm. is because of them. Right. Positively or negatively, there True. might have been something that you really disliked that was like, mm -hmm. ah, if they would have only done X, Y, and Z, yeah. this story would be amazing, right? Well, you have an opportunity then to do X, Y, and Z, you know, yeah. and that's fan fiction, friends. So yeah. <laughs> 
there you go. And quite fan fiction. I don't know. <laughs> That's great. It's a thing now. <laughs> we declare it so. <laughs> I love that. Well, our fifth and final type of prompt is music. Um, and you might, your creative medium might happen to be music. So of course you're going to be inspired by music, but I think for writing, some people may not necessarily think about this as something that can inspire their writing, but music moves me so much. And I think Mm -hmm. it's similar to what we were talking about a minute ago with like nature and the things around us and how that can move us in different ways or stir up certain emotions. Music absolutely does that. Um, Mm -hmm. For me, every story, well, every one of my books and some of my short stories have playlists on Spotify. And it's because these are songs that either inspired me in the writing or they were songs that when I heard them, I was like, oh, that reminds me of Jack in Any Good Thing or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of the music is just, it was a feeling that it was the emotion that I was putting into the work at the time. And that's why I pulled that one onto the playlist. So it's all different ways, but um, music is so inspirational. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes you don't know what you want to write and that's okay, but you know how you want to feel and how you want the piece, uh, how you want the piece to come out um, even, or, you know, write or any kind of creative medium, you you know how you want it to feel. And sometimes you have to feel those feelings while you're creating in order to have that to be a a valid and genuine response at the end of the creative period. So, um, you know, there are some songs that make me feel certain ways and, Mm -hmm. and just being able to identify those and maybe push play whenever it's time. It can be songs with words. It can be songs without words. If you are looking for something to to write a story on and maybe you just don't know what, what you want to write or what you want to show in your, in your art. Um, there are so many wonderful singer songwriters that write songs that have a base story already in it. Yeah. And there's, you know, you can only do so much in three and a half minutes, right? So all of the details and everything that went along with that experience are kind of hidden to anybody who's listening to the story, but the feelings are there. The yeah. basic plot is there and the, the, you know, the joy or the heart wrenching guilt or the sadness or whatever uh, is there too. And you can expand upon that. You can use that like fan fiction uh, to mm-hmm. encourage some sort of story to come out of you mm-hmm. as well. And, um, and also you can you can use you can use other inspirational prompts and tools and things like that to write songs if that's your medium as well. Yeah. So there have been times where it's just been like there's this story that kind of sticks with me and I love it so much. And if you can distill it down into a, you know a moment or something into a poem or a song or something like that, it's like oh I made something out of something that I love and I now I love this too. And, <laughs> you know, it's just spreading the joy a little bit um, with that. So there have been you know. Um, I've written songs for um, like the Mortal Instruments series. I wrote a song, a very bad song for uh, a, a moment in twilight. I've written songs uh, that were 
inspired by other songs too. Mm-hmm. So there's something about listening to a singer songwriter while you're like painting a bedroom, for example, this is a real life experience. And all <laughs> of a sudden you have uh, a moment or you have something in your head that is cultivating. And at the end of, of painting the bedroom, <laughs> you sit down and you write your husband a 10th anniversary love song. So there's definitely, it, it doesn't have to be a different type of medium um, in order for you to to enjoy the benefits of the prop. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. And what a sweet gift. I love it. <laughs> oh, Thanks, that's we sweet. Were <laughs> <laughs> but like you said earlier, like that is the best gift. Seriously. He truly said that he'd never had a new song before and he's got a recording of it. Aww. And so there we go. Yep. It's on it's on a cell phone recorder, but he's got a recording of it. It's a very bad ukulele playing to go along with it. So. <laughs> well that just makes it endearing. <laughs> right. Doesn't it though? <laughs> oh, that's great. Well yeah. mm-hmm. I think it's time for our Cordy Challenge. And yes. I know May had a really great prompt that Hopefully she'll share with us in just a minute. But I think that the challenge here is literally just, we want you to play, you know, we really hope that you guys are inspired by some of these ideas of prompts in your creativity um, and that maybe you'll dig into it a little bit more, maybe find some prompts, whichever of these categories that really spoke to you, or maybe Mm -hmm. you already do this, you know, just, we hope that you will play and we hope that you will find a way to have fun or see if there's Mm -hmm. a way that this can just kind of help you jumpstart that creativity in whatever way you need it right now. Exactly. Exactly. So yes, I say with that, uh, just the idea of play and just kind of fill around with some things that inspire you at the moment is a, is, is the best challenge. But if you happen to need a little bit um, more guidance there, the prompt that I have in mind for you today actually deals a little bit with the new year and the idea that we are kind of reflecting on our lives in order to figure out where we go from here in 2024, right? So imagine yourself as the character of your art project, whether it's a story whether it's a painting or a song, whatever it is, you are the main character. Your character has your same experiences, your same trauma, your same beliefs, your same misbeliefs, all of that. And your character is wondering, where do we go from here? Those hard things that have happened in the past are are in the past Mm -hmm. and there's a future ahead of this person. And what's next? you know, and just kind of think about it in a way that that is an art, uh, an art creativity centered way and see if it helps maybe potentially gives you a little bit of clarification as to what you will be doing in the future in 2024 as well. Oh, that is perfect. Yay. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. <laughs> it may or may not work. I've not done this personally. I just thought about it while we were kind of um, in the just the chit chat stage before this podcast. And I was like, could this work? Maybe yeah. this could work. So you guys will have to, to let me know if this is just total bombastic, like uh, hoopla or something. <laughs> Or if it's something that might be um, inspired in itself. <laughs> so. oh, 
I think it'll be great. And I'm going to add to the challenge that you guys have to let us know what you do. You know, we want to hear all about it. So you don't have to tell us all your nitty gritty specifics or anything like that. But we would love to know if you did actually try a prompt, if you tried this prompt or any of the other ones, or if you just got to play around during the Christmas holiday and New Year's holiday. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we hope you guys have a fantastic holiday season. Yes. And go make something. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. We hope this episode encouraged you. Like all creatives, we thrive on consumer recommendations. So please consider leaving us a review and sharing our podcast with your creative friends. If you'd like to continue this conversation, visit us on our website at QWERTYWritingLife.com or on Instagram at QWERTYWritingLife.com.